rolling. Not only rolling, podcasting. Oh boy, we're starting right in. Hello, I'm Tony Newsom. <laughs> My name is Andrew T. Andrew's back, baby. <laughs> I'm back. We're in the same room. Tony's back. I'm I'm back. Everyone's Ke- back. Kevin's, Kevin's been back. here. I'm back. Hi, everyone. Kevin hasn't, technically speaking, moved that we know of. Uh, I went to D.C., but I was oh, that's right. Finagled the recordings. Are we yeah, calling that moving? Well, just like yeah. having just moved like, one's moved, body, having moved one's body to a different Atoll. place. Yeah, um, yeah. Atoll. Kevin was recording from DC, and y'all didn't even know. Green suit. Oh wait, no, I recorded the day we get, got back, which is why you couldn't record. We're getting too into the weeds. That's too my into fault. the weeds about <laughs> scheduling. But uh, anyway, we had uh, uh, Tracy Thomas last week. Y'all loved her. That was yeah. great She's to see. Best. She's great. She's so she has so much energy. Mm-hmm. Remember energy. <laughs> <laughs> just is this where we secretly revealed that the main motivation of um the stacks coming to suboptimal pods the suboptimal pods crew is just one ounce of goddamn energy being Fresh injected blood. to anything mm. yeah a real transfusion oh my god of, yeah of and, and fresh blood not in a like um it's just a literal andrew was about to die just a just a fresh injection of liking to podcast <laughs> is what Tracy brought. And we love her for it. Uh-huh. And not only do we love her, we require her. We require her presence. And she's a great, like, she's a substitute teacher. It's a great oh substitute God, teacher yeah. energy. But the, the ones you like, the ones who just put on the Lion King and let you take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for doing all that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was dealing with some stuff we just told people you ate too many corn dogs oh, and I know. <laughs> slipped into a coma <laughs> oh i know uh, <laughs> dealing with some stuff everything is fine um, um speaking of dealing with some stuff just want to get out of the way that um i if you saw me post this weekend uh, it was kind of a scary situation where a, a friend of mine i i always feel like weird calling people friends like i'm trying to seem closer to them than i am but this is a, a woman that i know and that i've spent time with socially socially uh, was missing for four or five days. Her name's Tanya Fear, and thankfully she has been found, um, and I don't have any other details, but just in case you saw my posts, I'll probably delete them because we're no longer looking for her, but yeah, uh, mm. yeah, it was just, it was pretty scary, but um, she's okay. She's in the hospital, so she'll be all right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Have anything, do I have anything right Do you now? have anything to talk about? I think I, I mean, I genuinely think I do not. My brain is straight yeah. up empathy. I have something that actually should be for the other show. Speaking of the other show, check out Yo Can We Live. It's our premium show we release on Friday where we just celebrate fun shit and don't talk about racism, or we try not to. You can subscribe to that at suboptimalpods.com. It's the best way to support this show. Where we try not to talk about racism is like a perfect <laughs> description. Yeah. yeah. We well, have never once, I guess subscribers, let us let us know <laughs> if we've ever successfully not talked about racism on a single It's always just like a blip. Shit. Like it's yeah. not the theme it just comes in where you're like talking about a thing. You're like, yeah, I read this book. And yeah, I read this book. And you know, the white man wouldn't let us like, it just, <laughs> it's usually just veer over there. Preceded or proceeded by a direct conscious apology. But I'm yeah. just saying, I feel like we've made that apology literally every episode. <laughs> um, so sometimes on that show, we get into a little chit chat, Kevin and I do that we call it Chicago corner, which is normally just us going, remember that thing in Chicago? <laughs> yeah. Um, so now I've just spent 10, 11 days in Chicago. I'm just back. And Boy, do I have some Chicago Corner updates, but uh, th- th- we can do tease. that here. Yeah, we, we yeah. Can do a little here. Absolutely. Um, I was staying with uh, a friend of mine, and she lives right on Humboldt Park. Like, it's across the street from her. 
So I, we were talking about how loud the neighborhood is and how like at one point there was just a man announcing things with no seemingly no crowd, nothing. I don't it was like a slow auction, mm-hmm. just a man loudly into a mic going <laughs> for like four hours one day. Then there is an ice cream truck that plays the same four bars over and over again. And then it pauses. So it's going then it pauses and a woman's voice just goes, hello. Oh, my God. It is it is pure insanity. Is um, that possibly, was that viral marketing for Candyman? <laughs> <laughs> it could have been. Oh, well, then good on you. Just anything fucked up that happened in Chicago in the last two weeks, I'm like. That's true. Certainly it's possible Candyman <laughs> marketing was behind that. That is very true. But it was selling ice cream. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, you got to turn a profit. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but the other fucked up thing she told me, because I'm sitting there going, man, the park is just wild as ever. Gentrification can't stop Humboldt Park from just being wild as hell. She goes, yeah, last summer an alligator got into the lagoon. It became a little <laughs> tourist attraction during the three weeks when they couldn't get him out. And people, I guess, would come from other neighborhoods and like, yeah, people were selling like. <laughs> Gotta see the alligator. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Listeners, um, if you're ever wondering um, what, if you're ever feeling like. Your boy Andrew needs a different type of uh, apparel. Mm. Um, the answer is whenever something local like that happens and there's like bootleg or quasi bootleg merch, buy it for Andrew. Buy it for Andrew. A mm-hmm. men's, men's medium usually. Um, well, do you know what they were calling the alligator? Because this sounds like your next shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm trying to think of something funny. I need to know. I'll, I'll buy a vowel. Chance the Snapper. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was the second most Chicago thing to happen to me on the trip. There's so many things. Oh I'll go into it more on the other show. But the other most Chicago thing that I also tweeted about uh, was my friend Janefa, my friend Bethany's roommate. We were, you know, we're playing these like little secret shows and we had like a little, we had people making tacos one night to sell to the crowd. And then the next night we didn't have the taco folks. So Janefa was like, you know what? I'm just going to like grill a bunch of like beef dogs and veggie dogs and I'll just make like hot dogs for everybody. We should make them like Chicago style and have all the fixings. And we were like, great. So she starts listing all the ingredients and she's like, okay, what's on them? Um, so if you don't know, a Chicago dog is an insane abomination where they do something called drag it's it the through best. the garden. Drag it through the garden, which means they put like whole slices of tomatoes on it, onions, mustard, all this stuff. So she starts And celery salt. That's the key. It's celery, celery salt. Celery salt. Got to have a poppy seed bun. Mm. Um, so she starts listing all this shit. And then when she couldn't think of the next thing, she goes, oh, I know. And she jumps up and she lifts up her short, her jeans short leg. And there's just a full color, huge Chicago dog tattoo. Just like, I mean, just perfect detail. Pickle spears everything on it the neon green relish Mm -hmm. and i i had to tweet about it and now um there have been several people in the in the comments of that asking if she's single Um, (laughs) yeah so i sent them to her and i said these strangers who like your hot dog tattoo (laughs) want to know if you're single it feels like uh there's a certain type of uh maybe like a michelle gondry style filmmaker too that could have a you know you're looking at the thing and then you realize that the hot dog that she's holding moves and then underneath it is a tattoo of the same hot dog. Oh, yeah. I like that idea. Well, mm-hmm. filmmakers, get at us. Yeah. And our friend Janefa, she works for a Montessori school in Chicago. I'm loving this. But I'm loving every bit of this. I have, too. So, I have so much more. All of this and more Chicago details on the next episode of Yo Can We Live. But that's I not. I say it every time. And this is a man who's just overdosed on corn dogs. But I love a hot <laughs> Chicago dog. <laughs> I mean... 
this sounds fucked up, but like it does feel like you're getting like more of a full meal because of all yeah. the vegetables on oh. it. Mm-hmm. I know half of them are like nuclear vegetables that aren't real. Yeah, that green is that relish is uh, unnatural. <laughs> is that place? Is that place in Chicago where they like swear at you the and call circle? you the n word? Is that <laughs> is that a at Chicago Debevix? hot dog place? The Wiener Circle. Yeah, the Wiener Circle. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just I think I feel like I knew about it before that time it was on Conan O'Brien, but mm. maybe I didn't. Yeah, Conan O'Brien made it kind of, I guess, nationally famous. I don't, honestly, like, the only times I ever went there, I, like, had a job kind of near there. So I would go at, like, 2 p.m., and it's a very normal experience. No one's yelling at you. It's like a late-night yeah. drunk thing, I think, when yeah. it gets to be a spectacle. Otherwise, it's just a Vienna beef place. It's like going to, like, Hooters for, like, to-go wings and just being yeah. like, okay. All yeah, right, I'm no, just very a, nice. Okay. I just need to get some fries and a pizza puff. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very, very Chicago thing. It's a large pizza roll about the size of a sandwich, and they, they call it a pizza puff. But anyway, that's And not this is just a sampling of Chicago <laughs> Corner. That's not what this show is. This is the racism show. Oh, God, is it? Does it have to it be? It is. All but right. look, we can be saved by the bell a little bit because um, now I have to go. The last time we did this, we were like rushing. Yeah. Last time we were rushing, it was Andrew's fault. Yeah. Not fault. Not nah, fault. Reason. The, last time was my fault. This time was Tawny's reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with fault. I scheduled myself too tightly. No, you didn't. I literally asked to push this recording. <laughs> this is my fault twice. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Um, um, I, the one piece of racism news I did uh, see is there's a uh, CBS reality show oh, called yes. The Activist. Yes. Uh, that um, I didn't have anything smart to say about it. But there were smart things said about it. Um, uh, Raphael Casal? Yeah, that's the thread that I saw that I was like, oh, amidst all everybody like dunking on this, which live your life on the internet, of course. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is actually like really useful reasons why mm-hmm. this is a dangerous proposition. Yeah. So it's a it's a competitive reality show where uh, activists are supposed to- Quote, quote unquote. Quote, unquote, activists, activists are supposed to win say. people over about their cause. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Rafael Casal had a great thread about why uh, this could be harmful. The like activism versus advocates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Activists uh, can't profit from capitalism. Yes, exactly. Wait. That most celebrities are advocates, not activists, because they're millionaires that are helping out on the side or something. Yes, I I think it's it it is that like. The this is the large version of the thing that we all live in, including the show. We should say mm-hmm. is that like, um, at least our in our capacity doing the show, this is not activism. No, this is you know, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> but even a more serious show that knew what they were talking about would also not be activism. <laughs> right, right. No, I, 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 and um, I had never really had words to, for that before. Yeah, but I thought this put it well that those who are able to profit off of capitalism which all uh, any of us in hollywood are that's just how yeah. it's set up um yeah and and hollywood especially it's it's this thing where one of our currencies or one of the things that we are for lack of a better word selling mm. is attention mm-hmm. and like you know so that's a thing that we can use some of this like attention and and words and analysis sometimes but more more so the first two things yeah. um to bring attention to do positive things but like we are not, it's not really the same as doing, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it just gets ugly um, 
on the broad strokes of it with something like a reality show, but then also pretty much every specific detail about this implementation of the reality mm. show has also been a little like, okay. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, my own axe to grind is the first like person that they they put out as one of the contestants, like is a big like LA Olympics supporter, which mm. is like, well, the LA Olympics are going to be very bad for, um, you know, Our marginalized people, mm-hmm. unhoused folks in LA. Bit rough, bit rough to promote that as part of your quote activism. Um, yeah. And also, like any, and Raphael points this out in the thread, like deciding which causes are mm-hmm. safe yeah. enough for mainstream TV gets really sticky because, I mean, are we going to talk about, you know, uh, are we going to talk about pro choice causes? Because that's in need of support right now. Yeah. Are we going to be scared to talk about Black Lives Matter? It's, it seems like they are. Then what are we doing? Yeah. And, and it really, it is like this like sanitizing and like, um, yeah, trying to make activism, quote unquote activism, palatable for all of America when mm-hmm. easily 30%, but really 55% of America is actively working against making the world a better place. Uh, yeah. It's tough. Um, okay, do you remember when like, American Idol got really big and everyone was like, oh, right, the singing game show. And then there was like, so you can think you can dance. And it was like, oh, right, the dancing game show. And then remember they tried to do the acting one? What was it called? Like the stage or something? I don't, but I love where this is going. Okay, this is not the same, but it reminded me of when all of my like theater friends were going nuts about contestizing and gamifying the craft of acting. Because, and I think, you know, this is a silly example compared to the one we're talking about, but- I think because it comes from the fact that acting isn't really like something you can look at and be like good, bad. Mm-hmm. Like it's a little more complex and nuanced and strange. Whereas singing is a bit more, you can say like, yes, you hit the notes or yes, you didn't. Yeah. I don't know. So it just reminded me. I was like, remember when all the theater kids were going nuts that the star was out or whatever it was <laughs> yeah. called? Right. And but and it is this thing where it's like, look, reality shows, reality competition shows already reductive. But like, this is like activism matters and we are in dire shortage of it i mean look mm-hmm. my my version of this was just a the starlet sorry a, oh god <laughs> it's really it's bad even more offensive yeah. um a snarky tweet to the effect of like i mean one of the judges on the show is julian huff who was literally wore blackface like five years ago as a part of a halloween costume but I mean, that sort of speaks to it. And I don't know what she's done with her life since then, honestly. I have no idea. But We don't know her life. I I, I wrote, like, just because it's called activism, I, I don't remember my verbatim wrote, but just because it's called, like, the activist, activism doesn't mean, you know, necessarily one direction or another. Mm. Like, just because you're making a big splash, you know, mm-hmm. the people on January 6th storming the Capitol, Oof. say what you will about them, they are very politically active. Oof. They're active mm-hmm. as shit. They've done more uh, to forward their political aims than I have ever done. That's true. Honestly. What is the activity? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't say. And you can see it. That's the sort of both sidesism of, of mm-hmm. a show like this, that if you need to appeal to everyone, I don't know. Again, between one third and 55% of Americans are fucking actively horrible regressive people and Mm -hmm. um do there is it important that their um social aims are reflected in a show like this Hmm. i would say no but i don't know if 
everyone involved with the show would also say no. Where's just like, they should just have like the American hot dog competition because everyone's very yeah. serious. Who's the, who looks most like a hot dog? Regional, no, Andrew. I could do it. <laughs> All could of the different, most looks like. I could win it. All of the different regional hot dog things. Also, the other funny thing, speaking of most looks like a hot dog, that made me think of, um, I think you should leave um, in that sketch when someone's dressed like a hot dog. Uh, <laughs> but also tying it back to my friend with the Chicago hot dog tattoo. During a break in one of our shows, she hopped on the mic and started riffing, doing bits from that show. She goes, the bones are their money. And everyone's like, what are you doing? And she goes, fully serious, Ben Robinson, everybody. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, this is the third most Chicago thing. I love it. I'm loving like, it. Like confident, confidently do a bit, kind of get the guy's name wrong. Who cares? Who cares? Who she is, cares? She's beloved. She's a perfect person. Um. Oh, I guess on the uh, race news, uh, Shang-Chi did uh, the best over Labor Day that it ever has uh, yes. done. Yes. I think that's, you know, again, I, I, I am too on the mic as a... Uh, not skeptic, but as a worrier about Asian Americans resting on their laurels when media success is mm. reached. Mm -hmm. And look, there are evident ways that that's a self-serving worry that maybe mm -hmm. I'm Andrew's actually looking at himself. But, um, you know, it's one of those like good things, amazing things, but also not sufficient what did it do it it it's the best performing labor something? day movie oh best performing labor day movie that's yeah. cool yeah and in, in a that's pandemic huge. that's pretty good yeah, yeah that's pretty huge that's pretty good um congrats to all and probably probably the thing to keep in mind is the we'll call them un unvaccinated people mm. who maybe were less likely to watch a uh chinese man star in a marvel movie uh, under normal times mm. are maybe just going to movies more than they normally would right now. And then the vaccinated, um, you know, able to do it more safely folks are maybe just able to go to this movie. I don't know. I don't, there's no need to, why am I, I am glass half emptying it. <laughs> You're looking a for a, a rusty lining. Really? Just looking not, for a rusty metal anyway, lining. Um, so that, that's a, another thing. That, that is another thing. Say. I don't know. Yeah, that's another thing that happened. Look, we what have else plenty do we of got? we have voicemails and we have this ad. Here it is. <laughs> we back. We're back. And we have and different than ever. An ad. I'm I'm the same. Yeah, I'm voicemail. We just heard an ad. We have a voicemail. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> have a voicemail. Here it comes. Hey guys, uh, long time, first time. My name's Tommy, I'm from London. Uh, an acquaintance of mine, well, a friend, uh, attended a, uh, a social gathering, uh, which was sort of like a costume party, uh, dressed as a geisha. Now, this was a little bit confusing for me because the person actually is Asian, but from a Bengali background, so, Western Asian as opposed to Eastern Asian and they did wear white paint which I guess would make it yellow face but would it for desperate want of a better term and also being a very white man myself should I even raise it as an issue or should I but just let it slide thanks love the show kisses oh kisses kisses that's our first kisses <laughs> is it 
Uh, probably not. I hope there's no more firsts on this show. Yeah, that's true. There's <laughs> nothing new. Never. Well, that's um, the nature of racism, honestly. That's true. It's all kind of the same, <laughs> same old, same old tropes. <laughs> same old bullshit. Admittedly, this time on the surface, new details. Sure. But kind of the same shit. Um, I feel like Collar went out of the way not to say fancy dress party. Yeah, Collar, we could hear you struggling against know, saying fancy dress. That's okay. You, you can say fancy dress. We can translate. That's like if you if someone is a bride, they're having a hen party. We know what that means. We can we can switch it. We can look it up. Yeah. We have Google. Why do you think we don't have Google? Google.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> really. Um is the caller's name Tommy? Did they self-identify? <laughs> they said a name. I think so. It I, felt like a Tommy. Let's I'm say a, Tommy. I'm yeah. going to call you Tommy we're not, if I'm we're wrong. Not it's because we don't know how to rewind. We have we're Google, sorry, but we, Timmy we don't have Tommy. a back button. I'm just going to say yeah, this. Yeah, the voicemail is actually burned into a burned <laughs> into a cinder. Like the, the phone that Kevin played that from yeah. is now mm-hmm. just a pile of ash. Everything self-destructs in Inspector Gadget style. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say this, and then I don't have anything else to say. So, Andrew, you can talk. Oh, no. I'm just going to say, sign. Tommy, this whole thing is none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably functionally true as in what what can Tommy or Timmy do about it besides it being none of their business. Um what I will say a little bit is the like a, this this is one of the like weaknesses of the phrase Asian. Mm. Right? Like this idea that like wearing yellow face is or like dressing up as a geisha is anti-Asian. Is, is like a place where our language really falls apart. Because mm. it, it is not like Asian. I mean, it is in that like broadly there's anti-Asianness, but it, it isn't really, and, you know, a t- sort of attack on Asian folks is a attack on all of us, especially by white culture. But, um, you know, yellow face is uh, directed at, you know, yellow-skinned Asian people, sure. East Asian people. Um, and that carries with it its own like set of of stereotypes that aren't captured by, um, not aren't, but are you know sort of more specific than most of the things that that um, South Asians, Western Asians deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and and thus it is like it's just not really. This isn't where this is where that phrase doesn't help. Like an Asian person can do yellow face. Like, yeah. All right. Well, sure. Bec- but like. This is what really is, is for a, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, in London, I think he said, in, in mm-hmm. Western culture that has a history, the culture has a history of um, denigrating Asian people mm-hmm. and all people of color by dressing up as them um, or dressing up as their interpretations of them. Geisha, obviously loaded as sort of like, um, you know, sex workers uh, conforming to stereotypes about East Asian Japanese women um, that are damaging not just not just to the specifics but to the broad people but um, broad or other types of folks that might not specifically fall into that category and then this is like a you know yes a brown person but like doing it in the context of a fancy dress in London in mm. a British culture. So sort of like regardless of whether or not they're Asian, it's wrong for the same reasons that it would be if a white person did it. Mm. Um, now, should you say something about it? Probably it's not going to get you very far, <laughs> admittedly. Yeah. Having said all that, you know, what the caller is sort of revealing is there, I'm going to go on a limb and say there weren't other Asian people 
uh, at this party. Sure. Um, yeah. And that probably is something that is worth interrogating on your own. How do you feel? And I feel like you already answered this because your former point, I, I think, is is everything that's needed to know about this. But similarly to how, you know, the, the, the kind of like argument with actors of like, if Meryl Streep gets to play a German lady, then a Korean American woman should get to play a Japanese person. Like yeah. there should be kind of a an exchange of like, you know, we know they're not actually from this culture, but we're allowing it because what, quote yeah. unquote, what harm does it do? Um, so if at that same party, there's all these people dressed up as, I don't even fucking know what, I don't have the energy right now to yeah. riff on white people, <laughs> inter white people costumes, guys. I'm, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Well, the whiteness of it is sort of, I think maybe a little bit of a red herring, like, like what if a, English person puts on a yeah. kilt. A, what if yeah. a German, an Italian person puts on a kilt? Yeah. And that's just sort of like, okay, I mean, within Europe, there's probably elements of that that aren't great. Yeah. But in America, like, whiteness is whiteness is whiteness. Yeah. And, you know, likely that's sort of what that is. So if, you know, let's say it's a it's a role for a Mexican person and a, and a Puerto Rican actor is, like, the number one to play it. And the studio loves him and everyone wants to give him the job. If he says... I don't feel right about this. There is almost a 0% chance that their number two and three picks will be Mexican yeah. people. Like it's going to either be the same or, or a worse choice. Yeah. Um, so I don't always know that actors, especially non super famous actors stepping aside is, is I think all yeah, it says it's, is it's, punish it's like, right. It isn't bit. necessarily like, I mean, cause the, the true answer to this issue is that there should be, you know, Korean American dads, there should yeah. be Chinese American dads, there should be everything representative of our culture. And and the fact is, there just aren't, and hopefully there will be, but there haven't yeah. been. The, given the times, it is like all you can do. And like the onus is not on like the actor mm. or like, you know, the actor really to like take that. Like we live, we just live in a culture where there's so few roles and, and thus yeah. it is like, and like we're, we live in a time where like I hate this joke on Twitter, but mm. the reality is like you know Scarlett Johansson plays you know a fucking major you know a Japanese robot, mm. and it's like yeah, Asian people can't even play all the Asian roles, right? Yeah. <laughs> so like, what are we talking Asking about? Asking them like, to be like, hyper selective. Yeah, is like not you know that's that's not concentrating on where the problem. So yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like not ideal, but blaming the actor is pointing pointing your ire at the after, wrong place. After yeah, below a certain level of access and the number of scripts I imagine piled on one's desk. Yeah. It's, it's like, just like like yeah. you know there there are it's like I don't know. I'm sure I just said something either self-serving or problematic in another way. That's but Hollywood, baby. It is Hollywood, Hopefully it's right? Both at once. <laughs> this is this is the fucking house of cards that we live upon. Um, uh, we should listen to another. Voice so yeah, mail. Uh, yeah. Anyway, caller, if there were more Asian people in your life and at your parties, you wouldn't have to be the one stressing about this. Damn, that's the truth. Yeah, they're just. I'm just gonna be very. I'm gonna go on a limb, but a limb I'm very confident being on and saying. That's the the source of this issue is yeah because then you'd have a Japanese person at your party to be like Sheila the what fuck the are you fuck doing? are you doing yeah <laughs> mate she'd say oi <laughs> she would also say wipe that yeah okay <laughs> hey sup guys love the show okay so I work in animation and one time my white director asked me hey 
as a trans-American, how do you feel about this character in our show being trans-American? And I was honest. I was like, ah, oh, seems kind of tokeny. And then I kind of made a joke, like, maybe if she had Chinese food or something, that that'd be nice. Ha, ha, ha. Cut two months later, and there's a cut of the show where she just has Chinese takeout for no reason. And I don't know. I felt weird about it. Uh, but, but I'm not sure it was racist because he was, was he trying to help? I don't know. The scene got cut anyway. Whatever. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like a, so yeah, the, they got said really quickly. So the caller, Chinese American, there's a Chinese character in the show that, um, she thought was like not so great, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the director was like, "Is this a problem?" And she's like, "Well, you know, there's no in- real indication. What's the reasoning? Maybe if there was Chinese food in the so basically like as a joke, tossed right? off like a like a yeah. little suggestion. And I I think the thing uh, that resonated for me about this call was this like, you know, though it's not fair, though it's not fun. Be when you are like, I and mean, this is more drawing, I think, from my experience. Although this happens present day a little bit, but in my experience, when I worked at Comedy Central and I was so mm-hmm. often the only person of any type of color in the room, that shit gets taken seriously. Yeah, like, don't, I mean, don't that play shit around. Usually don't be doing gets these ignored. <laughs> well, that's the, I think that's a, the way they beat you down, is usually it gets ignored. So yeah. you start to internalize, well, it doesn't fucking matter what I say. Right, right. So, like, whatever. Maybe what if there was a takeout carton? Because yeah. who gives a shit? You're used to being ignored. And then it gets taken seriously. And then it ends up in a, in a show. Um. So, so I, I don't, this, it is like a no win situation. I don't yeah. know if there's a good way. You will be both beaten down by it mentally, and then you will feel responsible and guilty when your little joke oh becomes becomes animated and yeah. fully realized. Yeah. And then that character is a recurring character, and every time you see them, they have a fucking egg roll in their hand. Because it's not fun to have to be like serious all the time. No. In, in show business, it also, that'll also hurt your career. You can't just be. Yeah. Um, I call that the Jesse Jackson. Like whenever anyone asks you, like some, ser- you know, some, they're tiptoeing around something, and it's like, do you always have to be the fucking Jesse Jackson and be like, well, here are the implications. Yeah. Here, like that's especially in comedy, that's a drag. Yeah, right. You're 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 a drag, or you're fucking up, or you're adding to the problem. <laughs> and there's like the the fine line of that is. I mean, hopefully, it's the show of like being a drag but yeah. being funny about it. <laughs> Your mileage and our episodes vary, of course. But yeah. that is basically the goal is like, yeah, say say the truth, but say it in a fun way. And yeah. admittedly, look, we do it a lot and it's not easy for us. No, it's not. A lot of times I, yeah, a lot of times I just am like very blunt. Sometimes that yeah. is taken funny or I like say yeah. something very blunt. But also that, way. I mean, not, ha- not has like hurt you irreparably but like no. on the margins you know there's some it, people who don't want to deal with me yeah exactly sure. <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sure there are lots of people in hollywood who simply are like eh, i don't this is not the energy i want yeah. which is like fair it's very negative don't worry <laughs> but um someone was trying to cast i'll keep these details as vague as possible but someone was trying to cast a baby version of another actress like a black actress and they were trying they had all these pictures of like two-year-olds. So they were mm-hmm. like, who could be the baby version? And I was just astounded at this dark-skinned actress they had and all these light-skinned babies that they grabbed. And I was just like, well, your hair doesn't get like tighter and your skin doesn't get darker as you age. So pick a baby that looks like this woman. And they were like, oh, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> I mean, 
infant casting is a science, Tani. Infant <laughs> casting is you insane. don't understand. And I was like, oh my God, only one of these sweet little babies is going to get the job. The rest of these yeah. babies don't get the job. Oh, man. How, what, how miserable. Well, you know what? That's about dusting yourself off and, and knowing that the next time they need a 2.2 year old. Yeah. You're going to nail that one. I'm going to nail it. Fucking colorism and in infant casting. Get out of here. Colorism and in infant casting. The new, the new book I write. <laughs> It'll be on the stacks in 2023. Oh, good Lord. Trace will be like, I'm here with my author. You may know her as a woman who had a mental breakdown at a CVS. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I'll go famous. Um, <laughs> did we answer the question? I guess oh, we kind of did. The, the caller, I feel like, didn't really have a question other than, like, what do I do with this bullshit? And the answer is kind of... You, you know, what else can you do besides what you did? What else can you do? Maybe you can get them to reanimate it. Yeah. yeah. Probably not. Um, we have to cut this short today. I'm very yeah. sorry. No, I'm very sorry. Oh, right. It's Andrew's fault. It's not fault. Tani's fault. This is, this is Andrew's fault. But that doesn't mean we're not done with the show. That doesn't mean we're not. I, Just because it's my fault doesn't mean we haven't finished this episode of Yosis Races. Right. I was just having trouble tracking the it is my fault, but it doesn't mean we're not, not done. Done. We are done. So we're mad at Andrew and we're done. <laughs> yeah. That's how every show ends, honestly. Great. You think you think most people who are like most people end the show being like, what the fuck? Ugh, and then just throw their phone in the ocean. Probably. Last week Tracy did a good job of being the Andrew. Tracy was a good Andrew. Mm-hmm. She was mad. She yelled at all the callers. Throw this out there. It was good. Maybe a better Andrew. No. <laughs> Just, impossible just a, well you know uh impossible she ate no soup on mike she had no <laughs> she had to in, leave and right into me only uh she had no dog Tracy noises no dog noises in the bowl on mike this is not ding, ding, what ding. people have signed up for oh, they want man. those things um, all right call in 323-389-7223 323-389-RACE suboptimalpods.com still the best way if you are so inclined to support, to support this, this show. show i know we go on and on about it but truly that is the way if you listen to the show and we've helped you if we've helped your friend if we've helped you think about things different whatever even if we haven't helped you even if you're just entertained or if you're mad and you're like you guys suck and i'm mad at you at least we've given you something to think about other than whatever else is going on in your crushing existence so <laughs> <laughs> thank us by just supporting the show there's very low low uh level low commitment ways to do that um, there's like kind of like a tip jar option, but it is the way to support the show and make sure the show keeps happening um, because it could all go away in a in a dust of, of smoke <laughs> at any moment. Am I too? Am I too down? Tony makes that sound like a threat, and it absolutely it is. absolutely one is. billion percent. We Andrew and I are on are the edge, threatening you. <laughs> listeners and thank you to all of those and who have support and we are thanking the rest of them um but yeah um, that's at suboptimalpods.com you can at the instagram suboptimal pods we're still looking for um folks to throw their hats in the ring thank you to those of you who did for merch designs um we're trying to design a shirt that says who is this for oh i should i should say i have a bunch in my inbox that i was too uh caught up in shit last Great. week to forward but we there have are, even more there's more than more than even that um and yeah love it thanks to all of you who reached out if you still want to do that there's still time so uh um, many DM people us. yeah dm i guess yeah feel free to dm um the uh i think last time we said dm us on instagram and sort of reasonably actually given our audience a bunch of people reached out on twitter was like 
I don't have Instagram, Facebook is evil. And I was like, yeah, you're correct. Cool, 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 man. Yeah, well, look, we live in a society. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just said DM on Instagram because yeah. I don't monitor the. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, hit us up Twitter on one. any social media. It's not know. me personally. Don't talk to me. Yeah, except for, yeah, not Tony. At um, Yo Is This Racist or at Suboptimal Pods on Instagram. Or even at Andrew T if you really feel it's like that. But Great. I'm going to let you know. <laughs> not that's not the ideal for we may never get it yeah that's a reasonably high chance uh goodbye thank you <laughs> <laughs>